Hi, welcome to Season 2, Episode 9 of the Pictures Out There podcast series with Lee Stewart and Dave Fogelman. We begin a five-part mini-series called Getting Our Lives into a Great Balance with today's topic, The Magic of Balance. What is a great balance between our accomplishments and our experiences, our pride and our humility, our curiosity and our certainty? Let's explore. And now, here's Dave and Lee. Well, thank you, Candy, very much for that kind introduction. This is Lee. And this is Dave. And welcome to the first part of a five-part podcast mini-series that, as Candy stated, we're calling Getting Our Lives into a Great Balance. Now, balance in our lives affects our pictures, our perspectives, the effectiveness of our power and leadership, and just generally how we feel from day to day, week to week, year to year. We call this week's topic the magic of balance. Ah, and when our life is in a great balance, it's a feeling we have. It feels good. It is magical. So we're going to chat about what a great balance is that we should strive for between some different things. And there's not a magic answer here, right? There's not an answer that Lee and I are going to give anyone on what that answer specifically is in terms of hours doing this versus that or anything like that. It's a feeling that we each have when it feels like our life is in balance or not in balance. But here are some of the things that we're going to discuss. First, our accomplishments and our results versus our experiences and our journey. We'll also talk about our level of ambition, what we choose to be ambitious about and how we pursue that ambition. We're going to talk about, is there such a thing as constructive ambition and is there such a thing as destructive ambition? We'll talk about a balance between having pride, which can ultimately turn into arrogance if it goes the wrong direction, versus being humble. And we'll also talk a little bit about our curiosity, which starts with, I don't know, and leads you to look at different things versus our certainty. We know that we're right. So having a great balance on these things is very personal, and it sets each of us up for a happy and fulfilled life when we have it. As Dave stated, we're not here to tell you that you should work 41.8 hours per week maximum. It's actually 42.3. Well, recent data indicates it's more like 42.3. No, our point is that each of you as individuals will have your own perfect and great balance. For some of us, that means working more hours in a week. For others of us, it means spending time with friends and family. It's all good. There's no prescription here. It's simply to encourage you and stimulate your imagination about what is great balance for you. To start us off, how do we balance our pursuit of accomplishments, or if you'd like to think of those as results, versus pursuing experiences or our journey? What is a perfect balance between these two? And we're going to go all over the map and talking about some different scenarios. Uh, We can start with jobs Mm -hmm. and talk about the accomplishments and results that are typically always part of an expectation in a job. Mm -hmm. You know, we don't usually have in a performance review on a job the 
Hey, what was your experience? What was your journey like, like this week? <laughs> it's usually what did you do? Right. What did you accomplish? What are your results? Keyword what? Yes. Which we'll get to in a moment. In a job setting, you're also going to see us pretty much avoid or completely avoid the phrase work-life balance, which mm-hmm. is such a curious phrase. Mm-hmm. That somehow the work you're doing or the job you're doing is this thing over here. Which is discreet from your life. life. And then life is over here. You know, <laughs> ho- hopefully that's a phrase that we start moving away from in yes. our in our society because it doesn't make a lot of sense. But uh, so we, what we would say is for each of us, there is a beautiful balance somewhere there in your job experiences and your work experiences where you are feeling a sense of accomplishment. Mm-hmm feeling a sense of getting results, moving something forward, and at the same time, you are experiencing life. You're, it may be people you're meeting. It may be conversations you're having. It may be things you're learning that aren't directly related to the job. Yes, absolutely. So I think there's something important here that deserves additional consideration. In achieving results, in achieving accomplishments, those can simultaneously be great experiences. Yes. Right? We might be on teams at work or in a civic organization or in a church organization, any context, and we might be achieving great objectives and goals, but in the doing of those, we're also having wonderful experiences. Focus on, you can have both great experiences and great results. And I think one of the fascinating things to me, Lee, and this is certainly personal for me, but I think a lot of people feel this is even if you're looking back on a segment of life or your work life and you feel a sense of accomplishment and that was the focus of what you were doing was to try to get results. Well, what's the thing that you remember the most? You tend to remember the people, how it happened, yeah, and, the relationships and, yeah, yes. and all of that. And so the, I love what Lee is saying about how we're not divorcing or separating accomplishments from experiences at, at its best. Those two are intertwined yeah. and kind of beautifully unfold. Yeah. Now, a moment ago, I picked up on the word what let's explore that a bit further. So how do we balance the pursuit of the what's in our lives, meaning results Achieving objectives. (laughs) These are accomplishments that I wish to achieve, right? Those are what's. Now, the hows are the ideals that we live by, the values that we bring to the accomplishment of the what's, how we behave. So again, a balance between the what and the how, the result and the pursuit or the journey. I think sometimes what we'll do when we're putting together a life, it may be that we have a job and we like all sorts of parts of that job, but we may go, you know, there's a part of me or part of the journey that I want to have that this just isn't fulfilling. Mm -hmm. And I need to go get something else that's going to be that missing piece that, that I'm feeling where my life may feel out of balance. It may be something where you go get involved in a a nonprofit effort, a volunteer effort. It may be something where you go take on a new hobby. Exactly. I was about to say, why do so many people gravitate toward hobbies outside of their work life, right? Because, hey, work can't nurture all of us. I want to be a gardener. I want to be a musician. I want to be a writer. I want to be an actor, whatever it may be. We can nurture ourselves in those other avenues. And I think one of the things that we would say is having that magic balance where that really just feels perfect, that's hard to achieve and it's hard to maintain. And so... If you have that feeling in your own life that it's not quite what you'd like it to be, that's cool. 
go figure out what needs to be added or what needs to be reinforced or have a higher focus on and go do it. That's okay. For us, that's pretty normal. Okay, let's move on to ambition. Mm. This is something tied very much to the notion of accomplishments and results. We think of it much more that way than really ambition about experiences. Correct. But you can be very ambitious about the experiences that you want to have in life. Absolutely. Just as ambitious as with accomplishments or results. So, do we have ambition or not? I think we lots of times with that word, certain image comes up of the business person that's yes. driven to become a CEO and wants to just make a ton of money. And that's how we lots of times associate that word. We're, th- we're talking about it very, very broadly in terms of ambition around life goals. Yes. So uh, what kind of ambition do we have? Do we have some ambitions that are constructive, Mm -hmm. that actually move things along? And do we have some that are destructive? And we would say there's absolutely constructive ambition. If you're wanting to do wonderful, beautiful things, if you're wanting to go live your ideals, make the world a better place, gosh, you can't be any more ambitious than that. Mm -hmm. Lee and I would say this whole thing we're doing here is extremely ambitious. Yeah, perfect we're, example. Yeah, we're, yes. we're trying our best, but it's, and it's not, uh, again, what we might typically associate it with. Is there a balance to be had between selfish ambition and unselfish ambition? Or is selfish ambition always bad? I, I would know. say selfish ambition is not inherently bad. But it, isn't it interesting how the word ambitious does get a bad rep? Yeah. Uh, typically, we think of that as somehow negative. Oh, that person's just all about themselves, right? Yeah. Well, check that statement. As long as you're not doing harm to others, and by harm, I mean psychological harm, physical harm, any type of harm. If you are ambitiously going toward your picture, we would say that's okay. If you're enlisting other people in your picture, that's okay too. Yeah, we almost put the word, to your point, put the word selfish in front of ambition when we just use the word ambition. Yes. They're ambitious. Yes, you we can do. almost hear, hear selfish. It. Yeah, it's there. It's implied. <laughs> right. And so, uh, you know, we would ask also, you know, is having no ambition, having no dreams or pictures, and, and we're, we have no ambition kind of in quotes as we're saying that because you'll hear somebody say, yeah, they just They just don't have any ambition. Well, they don't have any ambition according to my definition of ambition. That's what's going on. You look look more closely and lots of times, no, those people that, quote, have no ambition, they've got ambition. It's just not the ambition that that we think they should have have or (laughs) that we would want them to have. So let's turn our attention now to a discussion of pride and humility or both Mm. pride and humility, okay? Mm. What attitude do we have about ourselves. Well, who is more action-oriented or gets more accomplished, we might ask, Hmm. the prideful person or the humble person? How do we keep humility from slowing down the pursuit of our dreams, of our pictures? How do we balance humility with self-confidence? Can we get anything done, Dave, if we're oh so humble? Well, I, I think one of the things that we tend to do is we now, certainly will, in a generic sense, say self-confidence is great, humility is great. You know, we, we call those, you know, wonderful qualities. And uh, we, we will say, you know, arrogance, pride turned to arrogance or humility gone bad is not good. I think one of the things that I believe in is that everybody 
should be self-confident. Yes. We sh- and we should all support each other becoming self-confident. And so humility uh, takes on um, a, a really beautiful meaning and feel if it is with somebody who is self-confident because that humility says, I'm not above anybody else. Right. But I am self-confident. Yes. And I have a high degree of self-worth. Yes. And I think everybody else does too. Yes. So I'm not above anyone. No one's above anyone. But uh, yeah, we should all strive for that. And I think lots of times you know, in looking at humility or self-confidence, we again see uh, a scarce pie and and uh, kind of go, well, there's not enough for everybody yeah. that we can't the, all. The, the scarcity abundance paradigm again. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so let's talk about humility and talk about empathy. We'll bring in the the E word and do that versus narcissism. Uh, Certainly narcissism is a a trait in people, is a a thing that's getting looked at a lot, uh, future audience here in 2022 in our world. But for discussion purposes, I'm going to make some statements about narcissism and humility just to get our chat going. So here we go. The narcissist doesn't have the hurdle of humility and or empathy to get through, to understand and act upon their own personal potential to shape the world. Now let's think about that again. There's no obstacles or impediments in the way of the narcissist. Yeah, yeah. And so secondly, we would say, and we've talked about the quote of Gandhi in some other venues, and it's in the book of, we need not wait to see what others do. The narcissist in many ways can't help but go straight to Gandhi's view of personal potential and impact to shape the world. Uh, Meanwhile, the humble person may hesitate to act. Yes. With humility, we can hold ourselves back and say, I I can't be super confident and humble at the same time. I have to pick one. Right. And we're saying you don't. No, you don't. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Right. It's absolutely possible to have both in equal amounts. Yeah. So our point of view The narcissist view of what the world should be is not a world of real love. It's probably not a world of helping others or common good or appreciating the uniqueness of each of us. So we would argue we should not aspire to the narcissist's view of the world. Humility and empathy are wonderful and desirable traits for which all humans should aspire. In a world we should desire and aspire to, Humility and empathy would be abundant, and it would be the norm, and it would not be in scarcity. And it would be in harmony with everybody being confident yeah. and us supporting each person being confident. Okay, so, but having, having achieved some level, we would say, of humility and empathy, we still must fully see and pursue the personal potential and impact that we can each have in our world the way that Gandhi described, we need not wait to see what others do. Humility and empathy need to be, Lee, we would say, consistent with pursuing our own personal potential and impact with our world. We really want to underscore this piece of you have your ideals in place, you have your pictures in place, and you go pursue them. You go pursue them with confidence. And don't let anybody tell you that that's wrong. Right. Don't let anybody say, well, gee, who do you think you are? Mm-hmm. Don't let them do it. Mm-hmm. There's humility and you're going and doing all of that. So, And for the Gandhi quote, unfortunately, sometimes the worst of us understand this quote and act immediately, not waiting to see what others do, while the best of us sometimes wait and don't act at all. And that can lead to missed opportunities for positive change and also lead to destructive impacts. So again, move forward with ideals and pictures 
and with your ambitions. Absolutely. So let's examine for a moment another balancing act, Mm -hmm. which is curiosity versus certainty. I don't need to be curious or learn new things because I'm already certain in my perspectives and viewpoints. I'm always right. I'm always right. So when is the right time to be curious and the right time to learn more? And when is it the right time to just go ahead and act on the basis of the knowledge we already have? In other words, I am certain that I can take the next step. Do we ever have, Lee, in our curiosity, and I think we would both say that we're pretty curious people, but do we ever have a time where we know everything about something? Well, or, or there's not a new thought that you could still have, but you have to decide something. Sometimes you have to take action. You have to act. <laughs> you got to do something. Right. And so there is this balance, again, that's a magic balance that we have from day to day, week to week, where we are balancing our ongoing curiosity about all the things going on in our life, the people in our life, with knowing enough to go act and move some things forward, accomplishing things. You know, in all of this, we're, we're going through these examples to say, these are things that if you have that magic feeling in your life and it's like, God, it just feels good. I feel like all the parts of me are getting expressed. I feel like I'm making a difference. I feel like I'm growing. That lots of times it's that you have found that magic place on this balancing act mm-hmm. between accomplishments and experiences, pride and humility, curiosity and certainty, ambition. And when you don't feel that way, when something is off a little bit, we're saying these are things you might think about. Mm-hmm. You know, where where is this off a little bit? Right. Uh, and lots of times we would say, you know, the answer for you in terms of emphasizing one thing a bit more than the other will be in some of these types of factors. Well, is it time to begin to speak to our future audience? The segment of every podcast when we imagine what y'all in the future... Hey, peeps. ...have done. (laughs) I say peeps, it's... I... It's, you know, AI, it's... Forgive our 2022 jargon. It's from Arcturus, aliens from Arcturus. (laughs) We assume you have peeps and homies and all of those things in the future. (laughs) All right, so let's talk about... uh, future generations and this notion of balance with a foundation of looking at qualities, traits, experiences, accomplishments as abundant, uh, gifts that we all have as abundant, that you all have a world where you will just say a balance is a beautiful thing, but what, what would that be for you? And you let people individually figure out that expression of themselves in their life that is going to give them that sense of balance. There, there will be sufficient accomplishment. There will be sufficient new experiences. They will be confident but have humility about their place in the world. And you all have figured that out, and you are better able than we are today to, when somebody is off track a bit or feels like they're off track, to counsel, teach, coach, them toward understanding what part of things may be amiss. Yeah. I know we've said this before, but I think we come back to it because it's so true. We believe that in the future, you teach these principles. So I'm going to school as a third grader. I'm going to learn math and reading and writing and chemistry and whatever else that I may be studying. But in addition, the teachers are going to talk about these concepts. Right. Yeah. Certainly with the world that we're living in today, versus the world that you and I grew up in a few decades ago, 
that it feels to me like now there is more acceptance of people going down their own path, figuring out their own path, understanding that options can look like mm-hmm. all sorts of things, yes. whether that's job related, whether that's experience related. And it was much narrower, it felt like. It was. I, when I we agree. were growing yeah. up, there was more tracks of what to go do. And so this notion of, gee, it feels like something's missing, there wasn't as much leeway for people to explore that. I think when we were growing up as there is now, and I think that's a wonderful thing. Yeah, I agree. The paradigm some decades ago was go get a good organization, get a good job in that organization, work for 40 years, get the retirement watch. Oh, and if you happen to have time for a hobby, I guess you can squeeze that in. Yeah, and here's the hobbies you ought to have. That's true. That's also, we're going to prescribe the hobbies you should be interested in. Yes. Yeah. And no, I agree with you. I think recently here uh, in in the recent past from 2022 and back over the last 10 or 20 years, there are just a lot more acceptance and tolerance of different life choices and pathways. Yeah. So things are getting better. We think there's even more opportunity. So we conclude by asking, what are your pictures? Keep those ever present in your mind. What are your perspectives that shape your pictures? What are your ideals? And what is your influence to use? We will talk to you soon with the second part of this mini-series. Take care. Thanks for joining us today. As always, feel free to explore more about pictures out there at picturesoutthere.com and major social media sites. We hope you have the day of your dreams, the day of your pictures.